Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're joined today by Frank Klesitz, founder of a video and email marketing company called Viral Marketing, which he's grown from scratch to over $3 million in revenue in seven years. He now runs the company from San Diego with over 60 employees back in his hometown of Omaha, Nebraska. And he was recently featured in the Huffington Post for his innovative, low-cost solutions for team communications. Frank joins us today to discuss his marketing and leadership experience, especially how businesses can use video to increase engagement and sales in today's competitive marketplace. Let's welcome Frank to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. So, Frank, first of all, thanks for being my co-host. And we always like to expose our audience to uh, people that are moving the needle in ways that have proven to work. And that's what viral marketing is all about. And uh, I've uh, researched you. You guys asked us to uh, have you as a guest on the podcast. And we get, I don't know, I mean, our show producer would know better than me, but probably three or four requests sometimes a day. And I chose yours because I could see that what you were doing was truly innovative. So for that and all the things you're going to share in the next half hour, thanks for being my co-host today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. So let's just jump in. Um, what does viral marketing do? And if we better, first of all, tell them the URL. It's getviral.com, getviral.com. So what does viral marketing do? Well, out of college, I was looking to go into real estate. And I attended a class and they basically said, look, there's three things you got to do to get listings. And this is back in uh, 2007 before things got uh, really shiny object with all these different ways to get leads with online stuff. And they basically said, look, you know, go pick a farm uh, of town that uh, has a good turnover rate in a convenient area. And you need to go meet homeowners. You need to go, you know, um, prospect, door knock, go to events, but you need to have some strategy, you know, pick your form of rejection that you can handle essentially because it's a direct sales business and go meet homeowners in the target market or a farm of a turnover area. The reality is, is when you go out and you tell people you're a real estate agent and whatnot, uh, most people aren't looking to sell their home at that very moment. I think we can all agree. So the goal is to go meet these uh, homeowners and get permission to stay in touch in some way, to communicate with them. And um, what I was taught is the amount of times you need to communicate with your database, your, your list, which could not just be homeowners, but it could also be your, your past clients if you've been selling real estate for a few years or even your centers of influence that may be able to refer you outside of your farm. You need to stay in touch with them a lot more than what people usually assume. And uh, I was taught, you know, you got to touch your database 33 times a year. Now it's like 36 times a year. And, you know, I've seen these really top selling agents, many of you have been on your podcast, you know, talk about, you know, I have a 60 touch plan, you know, a year, which is like, to the untrained person for someone out of college has never done this or someone new to real estate, that seems like absurd. It's some absurd level of numbers away that you have to be in front of people. So I understood like the prospecting and I got go meet homeowners. That was the business I was getting in. But what I didn't understand was, you know, what do I send people to stay in touch? What do I send people, you know, to position myself, this kid at the time, 
as somebody who could, you know, list their home and sell it and get a pretty sizable uh, commission. And no one really had an answer. It was basically send out junk mail or send out someone else's canned newsletter content or slap your photo on something. And here's kind of more or less this dumb excuse to get in front of someone. And I was like, you know, that's not really going to convince somebody to like hire me and pay me, you know, arguably 6% on a listing, I thought. I was like, and plus I didn't have any money. So I didn't really have any money to send direct mail or what they wanted to do. So I had this idea. Um, the flip camera at the time was around. If you guys remember the flip cam, and basically had one button on it, start, stop. Yep. And um, it was a pretty big deal at the time. It was really easy to take video. This is before video was on, you know, cell phones so nice. And um, I bought one and I figured, look, I'm just going to record two quick educational video tips, some, some real estate Q&A and I'm gonna answer it in some two, three minute video. Or maybe I could tell stories or I can like maybe go interview members of the community. You know, I was gonna think of myself in many respects as a journalist about what's going on in real estate uh, in the area. And I would publish two quick videos a month. And the goal was to, you know, get people to follow me on Facebook, get their email address. And I would publish these videos out to my database online. I was like, man, this is great. This is free. Now it's not, it takes a lot of time. So there's a cost to everything. But essentially at the time I was like, I don't have to write a check for this because I had, I had time. I had no business. <laughs> okay. So that was the idea. Now, basically what happened was as I was getting my real estate license, I started doing this for an agent whose team I was going to join. Uh, she's been selling real estate for some 20 years, I think. And I asked her, Hey, what are you doing to stay in touch with your database? I'm going to these classes and you know, what are you sending out? And she says, nothing. I'm like what? You know, I was told you're supposed to send something out. So I basically what I did is as I was taking my classes, I started, I had this idea of this, this two video month system of communicating. I decided to round up her whole database, her, you know, Hey, give me the emails of all your past clients. Give me all the contact information of your homeowners, your nurturing, give me the names of all these people and let's send them like an email and let's start publishing. Let's start doing it. Let's start actually putting a touch plan in place. And so I just did it for her because I wanted to figure out my own system that I would do for myself as an agent. And she got like all this business. People replied back. Um, the, the reason being is this is about 2007, 2008. Uh, the messaging of all the content was like, if you're distressed, if you need help, if you don't know what to do about real estate, you know, call me. Here's some tips on short sales. Here's even like strategic default back in the day. You had that, right? Um, she would start publishing information. All these people would start messaging her. Now, she was a very trained outbound prospector, uh, you know, basically being coached by a company that said, don't do any of this stuff. You need to be on the phones dialing or I'm not smiling type of a type of mentality. And I come in and start doing some of this marketing for her and people start calling her. She's like, this is amazing. I didn't know people call you when you sell real estate. I'm like, yeah, that's what marketing's supposed to do. I don't, I don't you know, I don't think that's what I'm taught. So basically where I am today is she started introducing me to her friends saying, this is my marketing guy, which I really wasn't. I was just an agent on her team, just doing it for her. And people say, can you do this for me too? So this is where we are today at Viral. We have hundreds of clients. We publish over a thousand videos a month. And essentially what we do, um, we uh, once a month, a client schedules an appointment with us and we interview them on a webcam because it's very, it's much easier to record a video when someone interviews you like this podcast. Uh, someone interview you, interview, ugh, interviews you on a webcam to create two short, educational, helpful, you know, the difference between helping and selling is two letters, two videos a month. And then we do all the editing, optimization, YouTube, email, posting on social media. We turn it into a video postcard. 
to basically take that video and just, just distribute it in every possible way possible online, all done for you. So we have the video editors and the writers and the content staff to do it. And we could do it all for a pretty relatively low flat monthly rate to execute. And that's our business. And I've learned a lot about uh, the, the attract, not chase philosophy by publishing your way into getting the appointment by educating people online with helpful information so people get to know, like, and trust you. So it's much easier to build a database, a herd of people, a tribe of people that will come to you to list their property. And you don't have to deal with price resistance. Um, there's a whole bunch of benefits this we can go into, as I'm sure you know. And that's the backstory. So you're... So you is it primarily focused? It sounds like it was your concept, which I mean, there's a lot of different versions of that. I like what you're doing. Um, I, I think probably the novelty or the reason that you're successful, if I might say this, is because you've created a solution so that agents, every agent thinks they're super busy, right? So every super busy agent will yeah. basically be able to essentially have one solution to solve the problem, which is brilliant. And, and the convenience is what you bring to it. So someone doesn't have to individually you know, take the time to try to figure out how to do all the, the video content yeah. and loading it here and loading it there. I mean, it's a huge time savings. I definitely see the value of that. Uh, so two, so two questions. First of all, it sounds like this was originally designed or conceptually it was designed to work your centers of influence and past clients list. And now I'm hearing you say yeah. that your some of your users are trying to use it to expand their actual, you know, they're using essentially a digital farm. Am I, is, did I hear you correctly? Yes, a hundred percent. So, so I would say originally. So someone that has the money to afford us, you know, when you're looking to hire an agency or a marketing firm to do this, you know, you're probably doing some deals. I would argue you should do it before you even do your first deal, but the economic realities are you got to be making some money to spend it usually, right? So if someone's doing some business, they probably have the center of influence of the past client list. And that's something that so many people overlook of staying in touch with uh, for business sure. is one of the big secrets in this industry is if you, as you have been in business for a few years, you know, most you should have a sizable chunk of business coming from the people that you've met, the people you've done business with as either as them hiring you again or referring you. And the numbers for people that focus on that is, you know, 10% of your list. So if you have like 300 people or 500 people that you know, I mean, they don't even have to be homeowners. It could be like friends, family, people you went to school with, church, whatever. And your past clients, 10% of the people you have a real relationship with that will answer the phone when you call and 10% of the people who would call you their real estate agent, if they were asked, will give you a deal a year. I mean, on a list of 500 people, that's 50 deals, man. And a lot of people overlook that because they're chasing the next hot lead to get that business now, but they're not thinking about the wealth. But to answer your question, when you have, once you're staying in touch with your sphere and past clients, you know, I'm sure that, you know, you're talking to buyer leads that are getting property updates, you know, and you say, Hey, it's, great to meet you. You know, I can help you. I also published this newsletter, the, let's say the San Diego real estate journal, you can call it. Sure. Why not? It's full of helpful information to help you make a great decision in real estate. and also helps you connect with the community. I publish it twice a month. It's a short video. What's your best email address? I would love to stay in touch. And you could run that same script when you're talking to homeowners and whatever your cup of tea is, how you do it, whether it's calls, door knocking events, open houses, whatever. When you meet a homeowner in a farm, usually you, you, you have a specific area you're going after. So, you know, those with limited resources, you know, you can't farm the whole city. It's very expensive. When you're a real estate agent, you have to attack on a narrow front to go after a specific area. You ask for their email address to stay in touch. You bring those people in the database. So basically you have this list of all this permission 
stay in touch with them. And uh, the idea behind viral is you're like the high paid cardiothoracic surgeon that comes in once the patient's open and ready to do your thing. You spend 15 minutes doing your thing on the heart and you're out, which is you recording the video. And you have a whole staff of people preparing you up to that point. Does that make sense? Yeah, you can tell so, that video uh, call that they're that you're on a, a podcast. <laughs> so, uh, a couple <laughs> questions for you. First of all, there's a this is something that listeners I think will benefit hearing. There's been a bunch of different research over the last forever that's been done on how people go about making a decision who they're going to hire to provide a service or let's just say buy a product, right? And so, for the sake mm-hmm. of conversation, let's say the product is the the services of a real estate professional. So. Yeah. Statistically, and these numbers are not right, I'm just guessing, but this is basically how it worked out. Statistically, 50% of everyone essentially uses somebody that they personally know. So listeners, if you had to decide today, you're going to hire a roofer to fix a roof leak, the first place you're going to go is your own Rolodex of who you might know. Something like 50%. Again, the numbers I'm rounding up or down, it doesn't matter just to make a point. And the second group, if you don't know somebody, you don't have somebody in your Rolodex, the second thing that most people do is they'll go ask a trusted friend or advisor. Now, this is the traditional approach that people have used in the past, you know, to go about making determinations who they're going to hire. So they might ask their neighbor and they might ask, you know, that type of thing. And then statistically, only 10%, and I think the actual number, now I'm thinking back on this, the first time I read this back when I was in college, it was like maybe 14% of people are actually going to respond to an ad. So really, most people are making buying decisions based on who they personally know or a referral from a trusted friend or advisor. Now, this is, don't just, listeners put this in context. What we're talking about using Harris Vernacular here is we're talking about a spoke. And the spoke is, and what Frank's doing is he's describing to you guys how to really expand your center of influence and past client spoke. And if you decide to believe what I'm telling you to be true, that essentially 90% of everyone is either using somebody that they've previously used or they're using a service provider that's a referral from a trusted friend or advisor, what Frank is doing and his company is doing, from what I understand, is making it so that you have a higher likelihood of being either remembered as part of the first group, someone who you know, you've provided service to for in the past, and or uh, you are a referral from a trusted friend or advisor sort. So those are the two groups that you guys should concentrate on. Concentrating, this is the reason as a rule, that general marketing and advertising has such a dubious return on investment compared to drilling down to those uh, with those two groups. And obviously, uh, you know, prospecting, calling, uh, in addition to some of the digital things he's talking about, does nothing other than enhance what you're talking about. Um, and then, you know, other spokes you can talk about. Uh, well, Frank and I won't talk about it today, but you listeners, you know that we're big advocates of definitely chasing the any, you know, the expired, the for sale by owners. Anybody who already has their hand in the air saying, yes, I want to buy or sell real estate. Generally speaking, those people are going to be able to do business with you quicker. So it's, those of you who are just tuning in to us for the first time, and I know a lot of you guys, you know, podcast gorge and you listen to a whole bunch. What we're focusing on is how to enhance what probably most of you are really lame at, which is your centers of influence and past client uh, marketing. And this applies to all business owners, Frank. I mean, we have 120, I didn't look today, 26,000 listeners yesterday on a regular basis. And a lot of them are, most of them are real estate people, but a lot of them are just general, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs. And this concept applies to all of them, correct? Oh, absolutely. I would say this applies to the entrepreneur and professional services. So the type of... Mm -hmm real estate agent who will get themselves on camera and basically send a video to everyone they know. It's a very entrepreneurial individual, in my opinion. So the same concept, yeah, not lazy. A chiropractor or a recruiter. 
Yep. Yeah, I agree. Well, you're open we to talk, new ideas. Can we talk about the video? Sure. Can we talk about the video? Yeah, sure. So that's what I, I promise you. I, I'm guessing that that is the biggest concern. Most agents will get your concept right away. Love it. No problems with it whatsoever. And yeah. next thing you probably start seeing beads of sweat form on their foreheads as they're having to think about doing some sort of production quality video. So can you walk them through mm -hmm. how you guys help them do that and what exactly is, you know, what that process is? 100%. I'll cover three things really quick. I want to cover the mindset. I want to cover the topics. And let's cover a little bit about how to shoot one that looks really good for really cheap. When it comes Perfect. to mindset, basically what I challenge our listeners to do is if they are hungry and they want to grow and they want to make more money, you have to do the things that people that make a lot of money do, right? So you write down your income. Well, I want to make 50,000. I want to make 100,000. I want to make 500,000. I want to make a million right? And what you find is as you move up the pay grade, you have to become a better communicator. So for most people getting into real estate, they're scared to death of just picking up the phone because they never really had to communicate as like an employee on the, on the corporate structure really with that at a high level. So now you get into real estate and now you have to go out and kind of sell yourself, which is a whole level of communication. And then you're like, man, maybe I should maybe hold a workshop where you go from one-to-one -one communication to one-to-many where you speak in a small group or maybe you have to lead your team in a team training and that scares you, right? Anyways, the point is you start moving up the communication ladder to really using media to communicate, which is uh, radio, print, TV, whatever, where you're talking to one-to-many, many, 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 as opposed to one-to-one. -one. So I challenge anybody who wants to get better and wants to earn more is you have to become a better communicator. Now, what do people that make good money and you know, do well as they communicate. And one of those ways is by getting on video and communicating. It's really a personal growth challenge. So let's say you're up for that challenge. You're like, you know what? I want to make a lot of money. I want to be very successful. People that are successful make a lot of money are great communicators. I have to get over my fear and that's going to challenge me to get on video and do well. Next is you have to think about what to say. What do I even talk about in these videos? Well, let me give you a couple ideas. First, is you always want to create content that you know there's existing demand for. You just don't mm. want to create content for the sake of you think it's good and then nobody wants it. You always want, it's kind of like never start a business unless someone asks you <laughs> or else. So you actually know there's a market. So what I'm getting at is when you're on the phones or you're out and about talking to people about real estate, you do become more vigilant and more aware of the questions people are asking you. And it's going to be natural that you're not going to listen to the questions. We have to listen to the questions. Let me give you an example of a topic. Everyone, this is Frank Pleasant here with uh, you know, my San Diego real estate blog. And uh, I was out with a buyer the other day in a very hyper competitive market of San Diego. Like a home gets on the market here and basically sells in five minutes with like 20 offers. And the buyer asked me, you know, how do I get preferential treatment when I submit my, my offer? You know, um, and more specifically, should I write a personal letter to the seller? And this is a very interesting question I got from one of my clients. And I wanted to share the answer with you today, but I also share with one of my clients. And here's my answer and my thoughts on if it's appropriate or not and how to use a personal letter submitted with your offer. How great is that? Right? Yeah, no, I'm listening. So you're I, you're, you, have my, you have me on my, yeah, but let's, let's hear it, Frank. Spill the beans. So what did you tell him to say? <laughs> Because that is a very that is a very common question. Every I mean, literally, even in the Midwest right now, as I'm sure you're very well aware, lack of inventory or the perceived well, lack of inventory. Well, the answer. I baited you well, didn't I? Right. Well, here's the deal. Well, the let's see. Really, whatever you want. I'm just. 
Oh, but that's a letdown. As far down. as the answer is concerned, <laughs> well, I know. You'd love to know the answer, but here's the deal. You have to kind of come up with the answer of what you want. And you can go online, and I promise you this, this has already been answered before by somebody. So do a little research. Well, you come up with your official let's, message, let's take, and that's what you share in the video. Let's take, let's take a step back. You said something that was kind of genius there, and I hope the listeners were listening. Guys, there was a – I don't know if he's still on the radio or not, but there's a guy named Bruce Williams I used to listen to all the time. This was back when – I mean forever ago <laughs> – decades probably. And he had a caller to his, it was an AM uh, business guy. And he had somebody call in and ask him a question about what business he should get, they should get started in. Very entrepreneurial. They inherited some money, if I remember correctly. So they had some startup capital. And he on the radio, Bruce said, go get your yellow pages. And the guy you could hear was shuffling around. I mean, this is back before the internet. So you listen to AM radio. And he uh, said, I want you to flip through the yellow pages. And I want you to tell me using just the yellow pages, what uh, what business you think you should get into just by using the yellow pages as your research tool. So this guy took a little bit longer than, you know, Bruce wanted to wait. So he ended up saying, so where are you, what are you looking for? And he goes, I'm looking for the section that has the least amount of competing businesses. And Bruce said, that's the wrong answer. This is what you just said too. He, Bruce said, you need to go to where there's the most number of businesses because that's where there's a proven market. And you're right. I mean, you need to basically be disseminating information through your videos that you already know people want, because then there's a higher probability of you actually getting a conversation started um, offline with them because you provide something that was useful to them. You were actually helpful to them. That's what that's what I heard you just say. So what other like I'm just curious, yeah, though, so for folks that want to jump. Well, we have a lot of people that are very, you know, successful and proactive, and they're going to be looking for more concepts, and maybe they don't want to take the time to research. What are the other popular topics? Because you guys send exactly. these videos, so, and I'm, yeah, you know what yeah. people are opening and listening. I'll give you, two, I'll give you two more. So, there, so the first one is just be more vigilant of the existing demand of paying customers what they ask you. You can't get any better than that because you can tell the story behind the question. And it like positions you as this expert of like, hey, here's this client of mine. I had this expertise. Here's what I answered. That's step number one. Step number two, another option for some ideas, a memory jogger, is there's no lack of companies publishing information online. And the reality is, let's all be real. What you publish has probably already been said by somebody else, but that's not the point. The point is that you say it for your audience and people get to know you in the video. So you can go on HGTV's YouTube channel. You can go on... Um, HowStuffWorks.YouTube channel. You could literally go to like any YouTube channel that has anything to do with real estate. And then if you sort the videos by most views, you will literally see which topics had the most demand for the topic. And at the very top of those videos, you'll see these are the most popular topics from someone else who's publishing information to my space. Use those topics. There you yeah. go. I mean, you could also go see to like Google Trends. Trends. You could... You could use like Google yeah. Trends to see what maybe is working on a micro level in your particular market. I learned this from uh, Tim Ferriss when Julie and I were working on the cover of our the name of our book. We basically would run pay per click ads to see what would get the most clicks. So we came up with Harris Rules, you know, your step by step guide to I don't even remember the subtitle now, but that's the gist of it. And we tested it using yeah. to see what people would actually react to. So that's actually saving a lot of time. Because I can see where you're, I think I know where you're going with this. You're, you know, you want people to have success right away creating these videos, obviously. And the best way to do that is just walk in the, you know, disseminate information that you know people already Listen. want. But let's talk, let's talk about the meat and potatoes yeah. of making these videos. Because it's not really, I, I have to think in your business working with new, new clients, isn't that the biggest obstacle to making the first couple of videos? They're nervous about that. How do you well, get them to move past absolutely. that feeling? So, so you first have to get someone to overcome the fear 
uh, and the anxiety of growth to become a better communicator, which is what I want you to use on video, right? Second, you got to give them something to say and outline something. So like, okay, I could talk about that. So there's some confidence there about a topic. We discussed some of those ideas. Now it comes down to actually recording the video. Now, what most people tend to do is they'll go out and just, they get freaked out by just sitting in front of a camera by themselves and having to look in the lens and speak. And that is very hard. I don't think anyone naturally likes the idea of setting up some camera by yourself, pressing record and just talking to a lens. It's very weird. You have to get used to that. Now, the easiest way to reduce your anxiety, to make it easy to record a video, is for somebody to ask you questions like you're asking me, where it's just basically a recorded conversation in many respects. So having That's someone interview you to record the video makes it so much easier. So here's what we do. We ship our clients a webcam, specifically the Logitech C920-920 webcam. It's an incredible camera. And the technology is only getting better. I think it costs maybe $60 or $70 on Amazon. All right? If you have your lighting halfway decent, you look, it looks gorgeous. There's nothing wrong with the webcam. You look great. So what we do is you actually fire up your uh, recording software on your computer and the, the, the file is recorded right to your hard drive. So it's full 1080p lossless, beautiful video. It's not like recorded over the internet. And then what we do is we launch a screen share session so we can see you on camera. And then we coach you over the phone and ask you questions that you, that you answer on the webcam. Does that make sense? So we can see your no, I love it. direction. Yeah. We can see how you're positioned on camera. Yep. And we're asking you questions. And we, you just talk for 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever. And we edit ourselves out and we edit you down into a cohesive video. That's how easy smart. is that? So how drilled down do you suggest agents? Because I, 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 again, thinking through in my head, you must have a lot of agents that would rather go big topic in general opposed to granular and in in, in like their individual market focus. Is that, do you find that the nature of the content that they're presenting makes a difference in the response that they get? It, it does. So one of the questions we get all the time is segmentation. Should I have videos for buyers, videos for sellers? You know, should I have videos for this zip code and that zip code? And the marketing mm -hmm. purist in me is like, yes, you want to have this amazing market to message match. But then you have the realist and the realist is that you don't have the resources to segment 20 segments of your list with 20 different messages. It just ain't going to happen. Mm -hmm. So what we recommend is like this uh, fail safe, basic bottom layer, long-term nurture campaign. That's what this would technically be called a long-term nurture campaign of two general interest videos going to everyone you've ever met ever out. So they should be generally a little wider in scope. That's not to say you can't do something specific, but let me give you some examples. Let me tell you some of the best performing general topics to like your family, your past clients, your buyer leads, your seller leads, your current sellers, like everybody, right? It's getting this stuff, your two videos a month. Uh, first is just a general market update. And the way you position that is, hey, uh, things are changing in the economy. Uh, home prices are changing. What's going on with home prices? Click here to find out. That's the hook. That's probably one of the most popular videos. All right. Um, the other kind of most popular video is let me tell you some stories about local businesses. When people start going out and like maybe interviewing a business owner or talking about a business and they cut to some pictures, 
where the mission of the content's a little bit, not just like, here's this hard real estate content, but let me kind of be the journalist and feature other businesses and other people in the community. And let well, me be well, this let's, uh, let's hover there. Let's hover there because we only have a couple minutes left. I really like what you, what you said because now yeah. you're showing them how they can actually, you know, one of our uh, recurring themes is basically the highest and truest purpose of all of us on this planet are being of service to other people. And you are saying, you're saying the first thing you help them do is work on their mindset. And that's our way of saying, essentially, uh, if you want ever increasing long-term success, you have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. So, I mean, that's, we're saying essentially the same thing. Now, you just said something that kind of brings them both together, which is great. You're suggesting that they maybe go out and feature other businesses, which is obviously a home run. What other business wouldn't want to be essentially kind of an informal interview that's going to be a potential source of business for them. But you also, this is a way, listeners, you could scale this, and I'm sure Frank's customers do this, is you could also do that with local charities. You could go to the Humane Society. You could go to just different types of places that are always looking for added exposure. And you could walk around. You could do, I mean, my brain's going crazy, but you could just do maybe once a month, you do something at your local Humane humane Society where you do like a a pet of the month or something like that. You know, something that's going to make it so that Mm -hmm. they see that you're not just a taker, but you're contributing and you are of service uh, to them because that's going to definitely vibe with, you know, everyone's going to relate to someone who's trying to make a positive contribution to the community. You could hypothetically, listeners, if you're in a community with us and who doesn't have a lot of, you know, families with kids and whatnot, you could start having something that's going to be related to the local school system or maybe interviewing, you know, a teacher of the week, things like that. Um, and I'm sure, Frank, you also want them to maybe bring in people that they're featuring on these videos that might be good contributors to uh, maybe sharing that interview with their list as well, thus expanding their reach because like you are going to share this podcast with your subscribers, same concept. Oh, absolutely. That's where co-marketing comes in and meeting other business owners. Um, Let me give the audience real quick one third one. Um, Tell the stories about homes that didn't sell and how you sold them. Great topic. Hey, this home sat on the market for a year. We did this little thing and sold it and watched this video to turn out how it happened. Something like that. Like a little case study yeah, I love it. of how you uh, got a result for somebody. Yep. So in the remain, remaining time, uh, let's, the web, do you give them the URL, how they can get in contact with you. Can you give them a basic idea of what your entry level pricing costs just yeah, so absolutely. they can be a little bit more motivated? Because I think they're going to sure. be surprised that you're really, I, I'm on your website now and it's really not that expensive. No, we're, we're a professional service. So you are hiring people. It is a staff hire. We are not software. It's not digital. Okay? We're yeah. People. No, right. it's all humans. You're, you're, hire, you're, exiting us, you're, you're hiring us to execute the marketing. So our fee is two grand one time to build what you need. And then only 550 bucks a month. And that includes the email credits, includes everything to get the industry's best, in my opinion, um, database touch plan that really brings more value and videos where people get to spend time with you. And we also offer a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you're, if you're concerned about maybe how you look on the camera or you have some anxiety, this is for you, work with us, make it easy. If you don't like it, we'll get all your money back. All right. Well, so the, and you can go to getviral.com. Go ahead. The, well, we've had ahead, the video thing is something that comes up a lot and, and just and listeners. I know, I know from having talked with uh, agents about this and Frank, you obviously talk to agents about video more than I do. But they're all going to, that's the first thought is what am I going to look like on camera? Guys, there's so many ways you can make it easier on yourself. The interview thing that he just mentioned was a great one. You could do a video of you driving around in your car. You could just do all kinds of things to make it so that you don't necessarily have to act like you're the, the reporter reporting the news. You can make it more informal. And I'll go as far as to suggest that maybe those types of videos where you're out and about in the community 
where you're in the same area that they were just at yesterday, maybe walking past the same restaurant or whatever, that's going to have more of an impact than you at your desk. I'm guessing that's probably true. Is that true, Frank, or am I wrong? Yes. Over time, yes. But you have to build your way up to that skill. That would be like saying you're running a sales team of agents working for you or something. But yeah, you have to work your way up. I totally get it. Yep, that makes sense. You're right, because that being more informal at the same time disseminating really good information, that is a skill set that does take time. It's well, not you something have to use the camera out about in different lighting right. and stuff like that too. Got it. All right. So listen, yep. uh, listeners, there you go. This, we're always bringing, we're trying to bring ideas to you that will help enhance what you're doing as far as in this particular case, uh, servicing your centers of influence and past clients. If you're longtime listeners in this show, you know that I have never come across a top producing agent. Matter of fact, I'll go as far as to say I've never come a top producing any type of person that provides a service to anybody. It could be a doctor, it could be a chiropractor, anybody who doesn't, um, it, who is successful and whose largest source of business isn't from this source of centers of influence and past clients. It, now, a lot of you getting into the business, you don't have one, or at least it's not much beyond basically your neighbors and the people you might know in the community. Well, that's a good place to get started. You could start maybe the uh, initial list members are not that solid because they're not past clients. Maybe they're just past neighbors or people you know from church or whatnot, or maybe they're just people you met at an open house. The idea is that you just start and you start building the reputation for somebody that provides good, reliable, trustworthy content. And I mean, I 100% agree. I, you know, I wrote this question down. I forgot to ask. How many different um, places do you disseminate the information? So once the video is done, how many? Where's the? Where do these go? Like how many different? Like you know, obviously right, Facebook and things. Let's like go that. through the process. Yeah. So, yeah, real quick. So, um, video is edited. It goes up on YouTube, search optimized. It goes on your blog on your website with an article written for it. Then it gets emailed to your list as like kind of like this nice video email to call to actions. It gets uploaded natively to Facebook on your business page. So the video is on Facebook and then we recommend you share it on your personal. Um, then it goes up on LinkedIn. LinkedIn takes uh, videos now. Um, I believe we're doing Instagram. I'm pretty sure we are. We just started that because we had to get like Kindle fires for everybody because you can only update Instagram with um, a mobile device, not a computer. Um, it also goes on iTunes. You'd be surprised. Uh, you can actually have a podcast where it's video as opposed to audio. And all of our clients have podcasts, but it's videos as opposed to audio. I also recommend in addition to that, um, direct mail still is still works. And you can basically Definitely. take that in a eight and a half by mailer or a video postcard. And we actually create that artwork for you to mail out to your list. Okay. Well, we're a little bit over time and I actually have to get to another uh, podcast. So Frank, listen, I really appreciate your time today. And, um, I think it's a great idea and a great service. Obviously, you're very successful, so what you're doing works. I like how you're taking the uh, taking something that is uh, everybody wants. Everybody wants to be provided with useful, powerful information. And I also like the fact that you're helping these agents move past their natural apprehension to uh, really step beyond their comfort zone. And you're 100%, I 100% agree with you. All the canned email campaigns and follow-up campaigns and drip campaigns and canned newsletters and all this stuff, listeners, you got to remember, you're not the only one, probably only the, every single person probably 
it's in two or three different agent centers of influence and past clients list. And so if you really want to stand out beyond what everyone else is doing, you're going to have to be clever. You're going to have to work harder. You're going to have to work smarter and you're going to have to provide something to folks that they're actually going to want to listen to, read, something they're going to want to pay attention to. And that way you stay in those first two groups where, you know, you will get the referral or you'll get the direct call. So Frank, listen, I appreciate the contribution you're making to the industry and very clever business idea. I love it. I love the simplicity of it. It's very elegant, which I always like businesses like that. And so Frank, thank you very much for being my co-host today. And listeners, if you want to get hold of Frank, the URL, the website is Frank. Get viral, V-Y-R-A-L.com. Very good. Frank, thank you for being my co-host. Listeners, we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. Thanks, Tim. See ya. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.